With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, one, two, one, two, Again, it is Tuesday night. Excuse me, I'm sorry, Monday night. Uh, you are listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, tonight we're coming to you live, this time on a Monday night. Normally it's Tuesday nights, but due to scheduling, scheduling conflict, we had to bring it to you tonight, Monday night, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend to, that uh, Dead End Sports is on the air again. Uh, we ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, and participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, without further ado, we want to, like I said, thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every week. Uh, we're going to bring, you know, just dead-end sports to you. We're going to be live, and we're going to be opinionated. Uh, <laughs> and it's always going to be fun, Phil, for the next 90 minutes, so make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, make sure that you check out the website, uh, deadendsports.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter, uh, at Dead End Sports as well. Uh, make sure you follow the fellas on Twitter, uh, FIFO, and we'll be giving out our Twitter handles uh, here momentarily. I'm a man FIFO, I'm a man Ken, I'm a man BZ. Uh, so without further ado, let me bring the fellas on. Fellas, what's going on? What up? What up? What's going on? What's happening? Chilling. I don't know where everybody else is at. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right here. I'm oh. right here. Okay. All right. Good, good. What's good, Kyle? What's good, B? Good man, to be back on, good. man. Another uh, week, another there? week. Yes, sir. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, another week, man. Week. Uh, we just completed week four of the NFL, week five of college football. Uh, so we're going to bring it to you hot and heavy for the next 90 minutes. We ask you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Once again, the dead end sports is on the air again. Uh, so without further ado, a lot of stuff has happened uh, <laughs> over this past weekend <laughs> in sports and football in particular. Um, I guess let's start with college. College football, a lot of ins and outs. Uh what stood out to you? I'll start with you, FIFA. What's the start, what stood out to you this past week in college football? Man, I'll probably have to say uh, one of the best games I've seen, Georgia and LSU. You yeah. know, 44-41, great game. It just shows what the SEC is made of. You understand? Like, I, I was calling the JV NFL. 
When them boys, okay. it's not too many weak players out on the field. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I just thought it was a real good game. It was back and forth. I, I really didn't know who was going to win because LSU was in it the whole game. It was very competitive. And, you know, I, I just enjoyed it. It was just another good product by the SEC. Definitely, definitely. I, I thought that was a great game. What, what about you, BZ? What What stood out to you uh, this past weekend in college football? Um, not a lot of really interesting games besides that Georgia and LSU one. But I would say a Wisconsin Ohio State Buckeyes game. I had to oh, yeah. go Big Ten on that. That was that was that was a close one because I I really thought deep down that um Wisconsin was gonna kind of come out with the uh, with the win, but they fell up a touchdown short on that. And they they scored like what well, thing like ten points in the fourth quarter. And I'm like okay, they about to storm back and come back and win this. Mm-hmm. But you know they fell up a little bit short. And it was a, it was a good game. It kept my attention pretty much the whole from at least the beginning of the second quarter all the way to the end of the game. So I was like okay, that game right there inter- you know interested me the most. I think I can say. But you know of course Georgia LSU. But people said that. Right. But Wisconsin and Ohio State easily I think is another one that that interests me this weekend in college for college football. Hey, hey B, let me let me ask you. Yeah, hey, B, let me ask you this real quick. Do you think um, with the way that game played out, do you think that they would have played a lot better or performed a lot better if they had um, that other running uh, quarterback starting? Um, uh, what's his name? Yep, I think so. I think so. I did, because I think he was out. He was out for that. I was. I noticed that. I'm like, my man's ain't playing, so – Right. Yeah, I think that, I think I think Wisconsin was. That's why I thought they was gonna win, but I forgot uh, their quarterback was was originally out. So I was like, oh snap, I ain't out. But they came back though. So I think if they'd have had him, you're right, Ken. They would. I think they would have put it out and they put out. I ain't really say upset because they're a ranked team too, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think they would have put that victory out against Ohio State, and gave them their first L. Definitely. Okay. So what, what stood out to you, Ken, uh, this past week in college football? You know what? I, I didn't get a chance to catch a lot of football, uh, sad, college football, sadly, because I was at the uh, anime weekend um, convention that was up in Cobb, Cobb County this okay. weekend. Um, but I can say this, and I have to side with FIFO, because if there was one game that was on the TV, uh, it was that Georgia-LSU game, and it was a game that I wanted to watch, wanted to see because I wanted to see exactly how – Georgia responds because one thing I like about what Georgia has done this year is they're not backing down from the big boys. They're saying, hey, we want to play all of these top teams. We will prove that we are one of the better teams in college football, and we're going to line up. We're going to play the teams that think they're better than us. And if we if we lose, we lose. If not, then you know we will continue to show that that we're we're, we're we should be up there with with the best. They lost to Clemson first game of the season, right? So you could understand that, but I still applaud them, and they didn't lose by much, but I still applaud them for taking on that challenge. So here they are with LSU, the number ranked sixth, the, the sixth ranked team in college football right now, basically because Georgia lost, and and it was a shootout. Right. And I got to give Aaron Murray a lot of props because it really – fell on him to win that game when they lost their running back. And um and he responded and and he won that game. So um Georgia man I, I think they deserve a lot of credit and in spite of Mike Rick not winning a national championship with all the talent he has had, you know, I, I salute him for just being willing to play all of these top ten teams and 
winning all but what one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so salute to him. I think the other thing uh, was Lane Kiffin, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, dog, like how how do you? Screw? The, I, I know they had issues with you know uh, the shit that Pete Carroll did, right? Get that. But how do you screw up a franchise? college football team like USC and you can't win a game. <laughs> like I just don't get it, man. But they you, they did him him dirty. No, I don't think they did him dirty. Do him dirty. Wait, 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 Ken. Sometimes look, when when you man, he, he didn't even get off the bus, bro. <laughs> look, look, when you get paid millions of dollars and you look as pathetic as as USC did on the field, you don't even deserve to come back into your office. I'm sorry. I think that's the right thing. As soon as you get off this plane, yeah, you don't need to come back, bro. It's all good. You, hey, look, we got a taxi cab. Yo, the rest of your stuff, we'll ship it to you. Yeah, we'll ship it to you. Nowhere near. <laughs> you don't even come nowhere near this campus. No wow. more. <laughs> I can't be mad at that. I can't even argue with, with you, man. But, 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 but you know what? In, in case you've been under a rock, uh, yeah, Lane, we're going we're gonna to touch on Lane Kiffin in a second. He got fired by... Uh, uh, Southern California this past uh, actually I'm sorry was it Sunday morning or late uh, early Sunday morning um, as soon as they got you in want to talk about it on the know, tarmac yeah on the tarmac yeah he just, they just got in uh, from their away game and he's on the bus they asked him to get off the bus he's on the tarmac in a private office at LAX and you know and they fire him right there on the spot they don't even give him a ride back to the yard I mean like <laughs> that's bad um I think, you know, I, I got to agree with both, with both you guys as far as things that stood out to me. Um, definitely LSU-Georgia game, uh, best one of the best games of the year. I put this game up right with the uh, Alabama-Texas um, A&M game with Johnny Manziel going against Alabama's defense. Um, that game had you glued to your seats, man. It, and, and I don't know if it's – I try not to be biased toward SEC football, but I'm, I'm, I'm such a – I'm not a fan of any particular team in the SEC. I'm a Florida State guy, but – I like watching the SEC week in and week out because you know that you're going to get a competitive game. I mean, you could you could see Kentucky playing against uh, I don't know Vanderbilt, and you're going to see a good game. You know, you're going to see two yeah. teams battling it out. So um, that was one thing that stood out to me. Just the Evan Florida game. Uh, I thought uh, Aaron Murray, the quarterback from Georgia, played exceptionally well. Hung in there. Uh, the game was, you know, like I said, really wasn't decided until the end. Uh, the, the quarterback uh, Menberger. Uh, from LSU, he played well as well. So, um, and I like, I love watching that kid, Gurley, the the running back from Georgia, one of the best running backs yeah. in the country. He got hurt, but um, I love watching him play, man. He he is a true stud. Uh, much like Beasley, I, I also caught the Ohio State uh, Wisconsin game, um, and it was my first time seeing Wisconsin this year. But they got this guy, this receiver. I can't even pronounce his yeah. last name. You know what I'm talking about, a little white guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, he had 10 catches for 207 yards, straight balling. I mean, Ohio State couldn't do anything with him. They were doubling, triple teaming him at times, and still making plays. Uh, he he definitely you know stood out to me on that field. Uh, of course, you know Ohio State has they have this does they got the great quarterback that came back uh, Miller, um, but. That that kid stood out to me. That was uh, you know just two Jerry, games that Jerry, really stood out. A- Aberdeer, his name is Jake. Yeah, Aber- 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 yeah, I, I, I wrote it down and tried to pronounce it, but I don't want to mess the name up. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, definitely. Uh, so if you got if you missed it, if you missed that game, 
or if you get a chance to check out Wisconsin at all this year, you definitely want to check this kid out. He is the, he is the truth, and, and he, he he did it against a, a pretty good defense as well. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in and, and listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. Got my man FIFO, my man BZ, and my man Ken. We're talking sports tonight. We're talking football. We know football. We know sports. As you all know, we rarely agree. Uh, but we know what we're talking about, <laughs> so we make sure that we want to make sure that you guys tell a friend to tell a friend. The Dead End Sports is on the air again. Um, now, Ken touched on it, so I guess we'll, we'll start back with you, Ken. Uh, I gotta ask: Should Lane Kiffin had been uh, should, should he have been fired, and should he have been fired the manner in which he was fired? I guess that's the next question I should ask. And then the question after that: Where does USC go? Because I mean, we're all about the same age. We remember when US I mean, and USC was in the in the early '80s. I mean, the power, powerhouse, late '70s, early '80s, powerhouse. Uh, they had some lean Running years, and you. of course, you know, yeah, exactly. And then they got then they got better, and then, you know, obviously they had this run these last 10, 10 or fifteen years or so. Um, but should Kiffin have been fired, uh, and, and the manner in which they did fire him, and, and where should USC look next? I'll, I'll start with you, Ken. Um, I, I I think that what they did with Kiffin was a sign of frustration on behalf of the organization. And I think that's exactly why they reacted the way they did, because they are used to a certain level of success. And Kiffin isn't bringing that. Uh, they are partly to blame because they know that Kiffin, when he goes places, he tends to leave mess behind when he leaves. But they decided to take a chance on him anyway. Now, I think that when you have this situation and you have Kiffin basically coaching a team that has to deal with the talent that he has, that isn't the level of talent that he had because of Pete Carroll in the past. So he's trying to win with some of the pieces that he has, but... Where Lane Kiffin ran into problems is when they looked at this team last, was it, last year, I believe, and they said, you know what, this is the number one ranked team that we have here in the preseason. And they fell out. They they just fell all the way out. They fell out, out of the top 25, and then they fell out of the rankings altogether. But, yeah, so, I, I got I to slightly disagree there, man, because USC has the talent, bro. It, it, it clearly comes down to Lane Kiffin's inability to put points on the board. You have arguably the best tandem wide receiver mm-hmm. in the nation. In the nation. You got two, not just one, two blue chip wide receivers out here and a pretty damn good quarterback. No, he's not right. Johnny. No, he's not Bridgewater. No, he's not the, the, the freshman out of FSU. No, he's not one of them guys. But he can get the job done. And when you are losing to the type of programs that you're losing to, you right. don't deserve to come back to your office. You just don't. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is USC. This is not a second-rate collegiate program. This is a top-tier program that produces countless NFL products. And they have NFL products now. And if you have NFL products, how come you can't be some of the likes that you've lost to already. That is not on the players at all. That is not on. And I agree that Pete Carroll did have better talent. But 
it's not like Lane Kiffin's recruiting classes have been crap. Yeah. No, no, and I, I agree with you there. He doesn't have scrub players, and they're the teams that, that he has lost to. I think you look at some of those, those matchups and say, yeah, you should have won or you shouldn't have lost like that. But I do think that, damn, man, the man roll up, man. He he He's already sweating bullets. You know, he's on the bus, and, you know, they pull up to the spot, and he's like, shit, I'm like, let me go ahead. And, and he get off the bus, and like, yo, 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 let me, let me holler at you. And then he's like, what the hell? See, see, that, they did, they did that couldn't whole, have been me. They did a whole dog on him, man. They did a whole dog. For real. Oh, man. You're not going to roll up on me. I'm like, what you want? What you want? Why we got to do it right here? Why? Like, <laughs> 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 what, what about Soupy? What, what, should, should he have been fired? What about the manner in which they fired him? And, and, and where, where do they go next, man? I think it it was actually by it being college. You know, normally you see firings like this in NFL, so it was it was quite shocking for me. To me, I think for him to get fired right in right. the in the first quarter of the season. You know, normally you know normally if, if the coach is gonna get fired in NCAA. It's always after during the off season, once the season's over, right. they they pull the trigger soon. The final game is over, but during the middle, you know, of the season, I, I thought that was pretty shocking. And, and that and that that's not NCAA fashion. That's NFL fashion right there. So that actually took me by surprise. But even to the point that what Ralph said, him losing to those type of programs, uh, yeah, bro, you need to get out of here. <laughs> like, but it was always it was already some shade him going there anyway. So it was just mm-hmm, kind of like. Right. Uh, you know, it was already question marks when he got hired to USC, you know, coming from Tennessee and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So they were just like, um, I, I don't know about this cat. So, you know, it was it was bound to happen with, with the start that he had. To, you know, and like I said last week, you know, if he just would have been winning, you know, winning cures everything. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, he wasn't, he wasn't winning and he was losing to sorry programs and that's what happened. What about you, FIFO? What, what, what are your, what's your take on it? <clears throat> Man, um... I think that, you know, sometimes it's not about timing. It's about what you see and what you feel. And obviously what we have seen is an ineptitude to produce points. And we're talking about the Pac-10. This is a conference. This is not the SEC where you need to put up points, but, but most importantly, you need to have some type of defense. So these boys, they big, they strong, they fast. Out there in the Pac-10, it, it's a little bit more finesse. It's a little bit about putting that ball in the air. It's about putting up points. Mm-hmm. And if you can't compete, then there's a problem. Right. There, there's just simply a problem. And, again, this is not Washington. This is not, you know, like, like, like this is not a small program. And they handled it like a big boy. Hey, right. you get the hell up out of here and we'll take our chance. Because the season is basically lost already. You play the pack you already have two losses to non-ranked teams, and you're already playing in the weak division. The, se- the season in terms of getting to a major bowl game is over. So you might as well start now, you know, start getting on the phone, start evaluating your coaches for next year. And, and, and just move forward. And, you know, he, even um, Snoop Dogg's son, you know, which is considering USC, said that this was this wow. was better for the program. You know, and, and I think at the end of the day, look, this is USC. It's a major program, and you are expected to have no more than one loss. 
all year. And if you have two losses, it better come to two highly ranked teams. And it better have been a close game. But you, you, you can't lose the way that you lost and expect to continue to have your job at any professional level. Because these coaches, I consider them professional. You get paid right. millions of dollars. You're a professional in my eyes. When you get paid millions of dollars, you are accountable. And Lane Kiffin, you know, you just had to get the boot. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think um, I'm not really sure where they go from here. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, the, the AD, Pat Hayden. You know, he's, I, I feel like he's going to, like he feels like he needs to make a big splash. Um, so there's going to be a domino effect. Another coach that's on the hot seat uh, is Mac Brown at Texas. Um, and I was telling one of my buddies today, if Mac Brown doesn't win the Red River Shootout when they play uh, Oklahoma, which I don't think that they will, um, he's going to be next. Uh, we even yeah. uh, saw comments from the uh, Hall of Famer Earl Campbell saying that, uh, and he's a Texas alum, saying that Mac Brown should be fired. Uh, that being said, as far as USC is concerned, I, I'm, I, I, anybody knows me, I'm not a fan of Lane Kiffin. In fact, I call him Lame Kiffin <laughs> with, a, with a M. I just call him Lame Kiffin. Um, but I, I didn't like the way that it kind of went down um, for the simple fact that is. You know, they they got to LAX, okay? LAX is probably a to USC's campus from LAX with with an escort. It probably took them maybe fifteen minutes. They could have let him ride to the yard, man. I mean, just you know, <laughs> let let him get to the yard and clean his stuff out. Let him get it, you know, or, or let him get a good night's rest. Call him in Sunday morning and fire him then. I didn't like the way that they handled that. I, I thought the USC probably could have handled it a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I'm like kid. You know, you ask me. You know, and well, here's the thing. They ask him to step off the bus, and the kids see it. You know, so... But you know what, Carl? Listen, mm-hmm. listen to this. Listen to this. Right? Week one, USC beats Hawaii 30-13. to 13. Week two, they lose. They lose 10-7 to 7 to Washington State. Yeah. 10-7. <laughs> you put up seven points. Okay, so week three, you win. You, you bounce back 35-7. Then you come back 17 to 14 against Utah State. You only put up 14, I mean, 17 points against Utah State. Utah right. State almost beat USC. And then you come back and lose to Arizona State 62 to 41. You don't get like you're not coming back to that office. You're not coming Yeah, I mean, I, I know that he's going to get fired. I just, I'm surprised the manner in which they did. And, and like, like B said, the, in college, they normally don't fire you during the season. It's usually after the season. But. You know, at a, at a program like USC where the pressure's on, and you got to remember too. Um, also, you know, Jim Moore is right there at UCLA building a pretty good program as well, and and they're contending for the for the Pac-10 title, and they may be headed to a Rose Bowl or favored to to go that way. So, you know, when you see that, and and when you see your program sliding, and of course, you know, coaches are going to use that as leverage when they go into a recruit's house. Um, now, we will say. Lane Kiffin took the job knowing that with the sanctions levied after Pete Carroll and, and, and with the Reggie Bush scandal that they were limited on scholarships. So, you know, he doesn't have the depth that most teams have, but he took the job knowing that. So while I can cut him some slack, you know, he knew that kind of going in. So you can't say, well, hey, my hands are tied. I mean, you knew that your hands were going to be tied, you know, the minute that you took the – because they went from, I think, 85 to 65 scholarships. That's a lot of players. Um, you know, and you need to, you know, college. You got to be, you got to have depth, you know, at at each position. And you know, but the ability to to 
rotate to, to, to recruit kids. Lane Kiffin is a great recruiter, and that's why he got the job at Tennessee. That's why he got the job. And, then, you know, now I think he, he's a great recruiter. I don't know that he's a good – I don't know that he's a head coach of anything. Uh, you know, I wouldn't let him coach literally, but, <laughs> but I think he's a great recruiter, and I think people got that twisted, and then he has the name. So it's going to be interesting. His dad is the defense coordinator for the Cowboys. His dad is 74 years old. Don't be surprised to see him end up on the Cowboys staff because that's how it goes. Um, you know, nepotism at its finest. Uh, but as for where USC goes, I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see uh, their offensive coordinator, Ed Ergeron, uh, has been named the interim head coach. Uh, from what I understand, the players love him. So if he does well and maybe he gets them to respond and they are able to, you know, make it to a decent bowl game, you know, he may be able to keep the job. So it'll be interesting to see what happens from there. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. We ask that you tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Right now we're talking a little college football. Um, next question I want to ask you guys is uh, something I, I noticed and, and it kind of brought, got brought up during the uh, Georgia-USC, I've seen the Georgia-LSU game. Um, should a team with one loss in a, play in a national championship game ahead of an undefeated team if they have a strong, stronger schedule? For example, uh, LSU has one loss. Let's say LSU runs the table, and, you know, because they're playing in the SEC, obviously they would have to play Alabama later this year. Let's say they beat Alabama. And let's say that you have two schools like Oregon and maybe Florida State that go undefeated. But we know that SEC's, SEC's schedule is tougher. Who should be – Who should, should a team with the one loss with a tougher – you know, conference or tougher schedule, will they? Do you think they should be able to jump the other team? I'll, I'll start with you first, Ken. Kyle, I, 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 I do not have a problem with it if it's Georgia. Um, <laughs> that loss came against, and I don't want to sound, sound biased because we are right. in Atlanta, but by the, by the time it's all said and done. Say they go on and beat Florida, who's ranked 18th in the nation right now. Um, that's four top 25 teams that they would have played. Two of those teams were ranked sixth in the nation at the time that they beat them. Uh, they lost to Clemson by three points in the first game of the year. You know what I'm saying? So that shows to me that they deserve to play in that spot because – you know, and this is no diss to Oregon. If they go on and, and make it there, um, shit, them, them boys have proven that they can be top tier talent. And I, I don't know if Oregon can beat all four of those teams or go three and one if they beat Florida the way that Georgia would have done. Now, I can't put them ahead of Clemson if Clemson runs the table. But if it's Alabama, and if it's Oregon, and then we're just looking at Georgia ranked third, I think the boys deserve a shot. Um, I, I think it will also be hard for me to put them over um, Ohio State as well, but, man, and all, they're not really playing anybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they're good, but they're not playing anybody. You know what I'm saying? They haven't played LSU and Clemson and, and, and South Carolina. You know, same thing with with uh, with uh, Stanford as well. So I, I think depending on who they are and who they played, they deserve a, a shot. Now Oregon, you know, truth be told, they're, they're whooping a lot of ass right now. Right. And you know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to them. But 
you know, and, and but I, I got to see them play some people, man. I got to see them play some people. And if you lose to somebody, it, it needs to be a top five team. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I agree 110%. What about you, B? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, I think if you if you had a tougher outing and a tougher schedule, it, it always does seem like the NCAA kind of favors the SEC for being in mm-hmm. tougher conference. I mean, it's not it's not the other team's fault, but, I mean, it is kind of intriguing at the same time. If you got a team like Oregon that's been beating teams' ass for 11 straight games by 50 points, and they number two, and when you got Georgia that got that one loss, I kind of want to see that Oregon go against the, the whoever that powerhouse number one team is, just to see how they're gonna fare up against. Are they gonna score fifty points against that school that's number one? You know, so it's like I don't know. Sorry, Georgia, but I kind of want to see that high flying Oregon team see what they can do against some you know true talent, even though they probably haven't been playing them, but a lot of cupcake schools. So it, I'm kind of like fifty fifty on it. It's like yeah, if you got a tougher outing. And you play tougher schools, and you step up to the challenge. Like, yo, look, we gonna play the number three school, the number two school, and the number uh, eight school throughout our throughout our uh, season. You know, yeah, we just and we only got one loss out of that. Yeah, we deserve a shot, but I do kind of want to see that high power team go up against the so called other SEC teams or whatever. That would work, Okay. okay. <laughs> what about you, people? Man, um. I say, you know, I, I don't like this BCS bowl crap, you know. Uh, I, don't I would either. prefer a playoff. And that way it'll be more fair. Um, I think that coming out the SEC, look, man, I, I really don't think anybody can really run the table in the SEC. It's just too, it's too tough. It is. Right. It's the junior NFL, in my, in my opinion. So there's always going to be a national contender with one or possibly two losses. And that team is normally going to come out the SEC because it's just that tough. Just week in, week out, your division, you're playing almost all ranked teams all year. Where that's true. You know, in Oregon, you might play two or three a year. In the SEC, you're playing four or five, maybe six, you know, depending on how strong. Yeah, maybe yeah. depending on how strong the conference is. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I, I just to me, the SEC is always going to have an advantage. Because of how tough their conference is, and I think the only I think way to it, make I think that LSU team went in before a two team, a two loss LSU team went into mm-hmm. the championship before. Yeah, yeah. and they won the championship. Yeah, they won the championship. You know, that's true. I remember, I remember a couple of years ago when um, UGA was relegated to the Chick Fil A Bowl at the Georgia Dome, and they mm-hmm. played Hawaii. Hawaii had a high powered offense, and we blew them boys out. Yep. That's true. That's true. That is so you know, true. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, most most, most definitely. I, I just, you know, I just believe in, in, in the SEC. I like the Oregon. Uh, I love the Oregon Ducks. I love their jerseys. If I was a kid, I'd probably pick <laughs> them too. over, you know, almost any other team just because of the jerseys, even if I'm on the bench. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be looking fly. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just... <laughs> I believe in the SEC. So People I, over there I, taking I Instagram pics on the sideline. Huh? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> got that jersey, that girl. That is sports. I am your old self, Kyle. And I'm rocking with my boys, my man Beezy, my man Fifo, my man Ken. We asked you not just listen to the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the hottest, the best show right here on 
Blog Talk Radio. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every it's being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, in the event you missed any parts of the show or you missed the rebroadcast, make sure to check it out on BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check it out on Spreaker, on iTunes. It's going to be on Stitchers everywhere. Just make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Um, now let's take it to the NFL. Uh, Man, it was it was some some interesting games this past weekend. Uh, B, the Detroit Lions got a win this weekend. Um, what what stood out to you about the NFL this past weekend? Of course, I mean my Lions whooping up on our division <laughs> rivals, the Bears' ass. That was like that was so highlight for me. I was just like I was a little nervous. I was like, man, you know, Bears might try to show up. We at home. We got to take this win. But you know, Bush. Bush was looking like the USC Bush. I was like, right. hopping over people. I mean, he's juking, jumping over people. I'm like, damn. I said, okay. But it seemed like Calvin Johnson still hasn't gotten to his groove yet, man. It's like, if he gets into his groove, I think we can be, a, we can probably be one of the contending teams in the uh, NFC this year if, if Calvin Johnson turns into Megatron. But, oh, yeah, that game right there, of course, I got a rep for the hometown. It's like, I'm glad we got, we got, we gave Chicago their first loss. And, you know, I got to give credit to Ken. He, he said it. He was like, you know, Jay Cutler going to look like Jay Cutler of old. He said, I'm just waiting for that Jay Cutler to come back. And Jay Cutler, he showed it. He came he in. That Jay Cutler came back. So, you know, next week we play against Green Bay, another division rival. So if we can, if we can get that win, I think that's going to really make a statement for us about what we're going to be about this season, this whole season. What about you, Ken? What, what stood out for you uh, this past weekend? Um, man, uh, I, I I like what the uh, the the Lions did. I, I had a lot of high hopes for them this year, I, and um and you know they um they they they're proving uh, me right so far. I gotta say, what stood out the most for me is uh, Minnesota, and I'll tell you why. Um, okay. Matt Castle should be the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. That man stepped on the team, rallied behind him, and he he, he threw for what three touchdowns? I know Greg Jennings yeah. caught two. Peterson got off, and granted, Pittsburgh Steelers are terrible, but the Told fact you. is, if Ponder was behind center, I don't think they win that game. And we all know that Matt Castle, granted, he had a, a horrible uh, career in. And, and Kansas City, it was horrible. It wasn't the best, but we all know what he did in New England, stepping in for Brady and proving, you know, me right and saying that that's more of a system than Brady a little bit. But whatever, we'll get to that some other weapons. time. But uh, <laughs> he had mad weapons over there with the Patriots, bro. But whatever, man. He still see, and he got weapons in Minnesota, and he stepped out there and he said, you know what, we're gonna go win this game, and they went out and they they beat the shit out of Minnesota. And I think now for Leslie Frazier, for this brother to come out and say, we don't have a quarterback controversy, I think the only way you say that is when you say Matt Castle's my quarterback and the contract, and that's it. You don't come out and say, Ponder, I still believe in Ponder, who's been stinking up the place. They get out of here, man. You say, you know what, man, I need my job. I'm not trying to be like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> F that. Yo, Ken, Matt Castle, you get out there and keep me my job. Ken, that's you, it. So is Matt Castle a better quarterback than, than Schaub? Uh, I, <laughs> that's a good one, FIFO. But um, man, I, I, I'll, I'll, 
I'll take Castle over Sharp. I just, wow. I've just seen him. I've, I've seen him do more. I've seen him do a little bit more, man. Yeah. Like Sharp, Sharp has been failing, and at times when Sharp stepped back, he he just if if Osprey Johnson is not open, I, I, he's in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, but and, and in Kansas City, I don't think he necessarily really had a lot of the receiving course. I think there was a bit of, and I think that system didn't necessarily fit uh, Matt Castle as well. But there were a lot of things going on in, in Kansas City that just didn't work out at all. But you see what happened now that they got a good coach. Now everything is changing in Kansas City. So, and I and that goes also goes to show you need a coach to win in this league. You know, because Castle got with, you know, and we'll see what he does with Minnesota. But what I am saying is that I think Castle is better than Ponder. This is not about Castle and Shaw. This is about Castle and Ponder right now. (laughs) And Castle is better than Ponder right now. Yeah, that's no Okay, okay. What stood out to you, people? Man, um, you know, I'm watching this um, this uh, Miami-New Orleans game, and... Tannehill is, is really putting that defense behind the ball because they, they, they're playing some really good D right now. Um, but, you know, Sean Payton is a hell of a play caller. And no matter how good your defense is, he's he going to find some creases. Uh, but I think from the games that have been played, man, they, 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 the machine, man, the machine. No no interceptions, really, through four games, 16 <laughs> touchdowns, four touchdowns a game. you just out here putting up video game numbers. Not right. even really getting touched all day. You just out here like it's business as usual. And it don't matter who they playing. And, you know, again, for me, maybe my expectation level is higher than most. But I expect Peyton to do this because, in my estimation, he is the greatest quarterback to ever play. Said that last so week. when you are the greatest, you are supposed to dominate. And that's what he's doing. That's what I expect him to do. I didn't think he was not going to have any interceptions, maybe one or two by now. But, damn, hey, I'll take it. You know, one thing that stood out to me, man, was uh, I watched the Seahawks and the Texans game. And like you said, like you said, you mentioned, Matt, I, and I call him Matt Fraud. I, I, think, I think Matt Fraud, man, I, I just – I've never been so, and you guys know we have Matt here in Atlanta behind Vic. I think he played well a couple of games, and he got and he's garnered himself. He's a decent. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a bum. He's not a bum. He's a decent quarterback, but he is the missing link for that team to take. I mean, because they have two dope running backs. I mean, they they, they got two running. I mean, Ben Tate could start for almost every team in the NFL. Um, a great wide receiver. They got a damn good receiver on the other side complimenting um, Andre Johnson. A very stout and solid defense that will get after the quarterback. The only missing link is your quarterback. And you're paying this guy a bunch of money, and he's doing absolutely nothing. That, that interception he threw, the pick six to Richard Sherman was unexcusable. I mean, as a seven, eight-year veteran quarterback, you can't make that throw. You just throw the ball away, throw it in the stands, hit, you know, throw it to the owner. I don't care where you throw it to. Um, so that, that's what stood out to me, man. I, the, and I picked the Texans, I think, to to make it to represent the AFC in the uh, AFC Championship game, um, not to represent them in the Super Bowl because I, I picked the Broncos to win to go, to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. But I mean, Shab has he has to do better. He he just he is the weak link on the team, and and it's it's got to be frustrating when you're 
the weak link on a otherwise good team, and you're the quarterback, Christian Ponder. <laughs> so, you know, but I mean, but even Minnesota, they don't have that kind of talent around. I mean, you know, all he has to do is turn around and hand the ball off to, to Peterson. But, I mean, yeah, man, that, that stood out to me. That was one of the – I thought it was a very good game. I thought, you know, they had a chance to put their foot on Seattle's throat, and they didn't. And um, you let them off the hook. You, you know what, Kyle, man, and Ken can attest to this. I've been saying Schaub has been a fraud for forever. For the first time he got his start as a starting quarterback in the NFL, I said he's all right, but the problem with Schaub is this, right? When I look at quarterbacks, is the way I look at them is like this. Can you win me the game? Can you can you put together that drive when I need it most to give me a field goal or a touchdown or whatever it is that our team needs to win this game? Shop is a good quarterback in the NFL, but when you cannot win games, you are not a Super Bowl quarterback to me. As great as Tony Romo is, and I think he is a great quarterback, he does not win games. Mm-hmm. He loses close games. He cannot win me a game. I don't believe in him. I don't believe in Shaw. There's a lot of quarterbacks like that. There's only a handful of quarterbacks yeah. that I think that can win you a game. And it's it's indicative because those teams are in the playoffs year in and year out in the sport that arguably has the most parity in it. They're always consistently battling for playoff positioning and also for Super Bowls. That's true. And Matt Schaub so is not one of those guys. That is so true. You guys are listening live to Dead End Sports. That's my man FIFO. I got my man Ken and my man Beasy. We're talking NFL right now. We ask that you tell a friend to tell a friend. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Dead End Sports. Uh, make sure that you check out the website, uh, deadendsports.com. Um, now it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show uh, because I am not a participant of fantasy football this year. I've uh, decided to sit out, as many of you know, but uh, my three partners on here <laughs> are very big in the uh, fantasy football league. So, um, and I don't know who did what this this weekend. So, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna start with you, Ken. How did the fantasy go this past week? Oh, and I know what that You know what, man? Going tonight. Um, I, God damn. Man, I, 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 you know what, man? I, I, I hate it, man, because, you know, I didn't get a chance to really sit with my teams and really kind of look and say, okay, who's right. going to play here? You know, we, we were shooting yesterday, and, you know, I was just like, you know what, let me just go ahead and get on my phone and put, team, put things together. So I don't know how I'm doing, Kyle. I just knew, oh, know that man. some of the people that I'm playing had some of the guys like freaking Peyton Manning. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think I just – just will give up playing against him. You know, he's just sitting out there. He's just throwing, like people said, it's just a game. He's just dropping back like, oh, and then it's like sits here, sits there. And, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like I'm starting to feel like I'm getting too emotionally caught up. You guys know I don't look at at my record until, you know, the day after. But I got a good feeling on how it's going. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I don't even know my team. So, I, I don't know, man. It's just Des Bryant, you know, catch two touchdowns. He ain't been doing shit. Sproles get the fuck off, and he ain't been doing shit. Like, you know, this is just what happens, man. Everybody gets off the week you plan them. 
You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm gonna have to be like you, man. I'm gonna have to sit out, sit out next year, man. I can't take this. I'm too old for it. You gotta be kidding me. Not the most extra person ever in fantasy. <laughs> you should have heard him. Oh man, beep. I'm telling you, man. This is why I do this, man. I run this. I do this. You should have got that, B. You should do that. You should do all this, B. B. I don't know, man. B. I don't think they're gonna be ready for me, B. Now you're talking about I'm not gonna play next year. Come on, get. Get out of here, Ken. Stop it. Oh, I still Stop think it. I'm winning all the leagues I'm in. I'm just saying that this week is just not a good week for the brother. For, right. for the right. old man, man. That's all It's going to be bad weeks. It's going to be bad weeks, and it's going to be good weeks. You just got to, if you're going to have a bad week, just chop it up and be like, hey, I'm ready for next week. Whoever I'm playing next week, I'm causing pain. Just just, so, just brush it off, man. Don't get so extra, brother. So how, <laughs> how did it go for you this week, B? At least thus far uh, without, uh, I mean, actually including or excluding uh, tonight's game. Um, right now in one of my leagues, um, it looks like Darren Sproles is about to lead me to victory. In my in my main main, my my money, my most money league, like he's about to lead me to victory in, in this league. It looks like um, uh, I'm, it looks like I'm about to be 0 and 4 in one of the dead hip hop leagues, man. It's, it's like shameful, so shameful. And then hopefully I can the other dead hip hop league. Hopefully I can hang on and, and catch catch back up and get a victory in that one. So I mean, it's looking all right. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of. It's kind of like what, it's like I'm gonna be what three or two and five or two and three or, or three and two. It depends on which way which way one of the leagues go. So it's, it's pretty fair. I mean, you know, I'm, that last day of hip hop league though, man, I don't know, zero and four. That's a that's a that's a terrible start. Terrible. So oh, man. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm feeling kind of nervous about this squad, man. I, I don't know. We go zero and four. That means I'm gonna have to at least run about five straight to be looking for the playoffs, and that's gonna be hard right. to do at this rate. That's gonna be hard. What about you, FIFA? How, how's it looking for you thus far? Man, you know, last week I was on What Up, though. I ain't trying to be there no more. <laughs> yeah, and he called out your people's goons, too. Beasy called you out, man. Yo, I, man, look, this nigga B had me on What Up, though. So, you know, I only did what I had to do how I could only do it. And I'm 5 0 this week in all my leagues. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I'm, That's what's up. In all my leagues, I am not losing. You know what I'm saying? My ESPN league, I got about a 70 point. Uh, margin of victory right now. Well, I, no, that's about what's that? That's that's fifty six. You know, okay, I was over, you know, estimating a little bit. Um, in the dead end hip hop league, I am currently up uh, by nineteen, which I doubt I'm going to lose that. And then my other three leagues, you know, what I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm just doing what I do. So I'm, I'm five and zero. Oh. So what up, though, B? What up, though? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's what's up right there. That and, and for those of you listening, it, it, it's so it's so funny to hear this because you know for the same reasons that Ken said, I, I just the, the gray hairs, man, I, and and the stress. But I kind of miss I miss the the when I see the little waiver wire on Sunday mornings, I kind of get the, the the urge to just you know jump in a league real quick or something. But uh, listen to these guys, man, just totally cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> you are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, Twelve Kyle, and and like I said, we listen to Dead End Sports. Make sure to check out the website, DeadEndSports.com. Uh, we didn't do our power rankings because we're doing the show tonight, but we will have we will submit our power rankings on tomorrow and have them posted as well. Um, so now we're going into uh, one segment that I like to hear all the time. Uh, it's my man FIFO's segment. It's called At the End of the Day. So at the end of the day, what you got for me, FIFO? Man, at the end of the day, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win a championship. 
that's that's it's as simple as that. So it doesn't matter how how much talent you have around the rest of the team. If you do not have that central piece, which is a quarterback position, in place as a guy that can come and win you about three games during three four games in the regular season, and about one or two in the playoffs, you are not winning a championship. It's just as simple as that. So I'm gonna go down the line of some of these NFL teams that I do not believe have the quarterback in place to win a championship. Dallas, I'm sorry. I like Tony. I love Tony. But he just cannot get over that hump. Eli Manning, I got my money on him winning the Super Bowl next year. He's just having an off year. You know, they win every year. So I'm putting my money early. I'm going to a lot of money on that. Uh, this boy, uh, Philly, you don't have it as much as I love Vic. Uh, RG3, win healthy, I believe in him. Right now, eh, I'll wait till next year. Uh, the NFC West, then we got the Cardinals with Carson Palmer. I like him, but he's at the end of his rope. Colin Kaepernick, I believe in him. They just don't have the weapons. That that, that That's the problem there. He, he just doesn't have a lot to throw to right now. They're not healthy out there. Um, Seattle, I believe in Russell Wilson. Uh, okay. With St. Louis, I believe in Sam Bradford. But I'm only putting him a, a, a step above Matt Schaub. I, you know, he, he hasn't proven enough yet, and I, he just doesn't. He's never had weapons. You know, Jared Cook is the best weapon he's had since he's right. been there. So I, I I I don't know. So I, I can't really evaluate him. It's not fair to him. Uh, with the Bears, Jay Cutler, nope. Uh, Matt Stafford, I think he's too much of a gunslinger, mm-hmm. but. I put him a step above Romo and Saab, but this is the year he has to prove it. He, he he has to win some of these games, and he's doing it. So, you know, at Green Bay, I ain't even got to say nothing there. Uh, Minnesota, yeah, man, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all be dropping the quarterback again. Atlanta, I believe in Matt Ryan. I don't believe in the defense. Carolina, uh, Cammy to be more mature. New Orleans, don't have to say anything. Tampa will be dropping a quarterback. Tennessee, I like Jake Locker. He's showing something. It's unfortunate that he got hurt. hurt. Yeah, and he's going to miss about three or four weeks. So it's unfortunate because he's definitely having a solid season. Um, Jacksonville will be dropping the quarterback again. Indianapolis, (laughs) hey, hey, that boy Luck, he's more than lucky. Uh, Houston, yeah, they, they, they need a quarterback. Houston needs a quarterback. I'm sorry. Shop is not that guy. You, they, they, they will be wasting away the careers of J.J. Watt, Andre Johnson, and they, all of those other excellent players that they have on that team if they don't upgrade that quarterback position. There's no not to Shaw because he is a good quarterback. He will get you to, ooh, excuse me, he will get you to the playoffs, but he's not going anywhere. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, they just don't have a team. Uh, Cleveland, I like the new guy. You know, they might be drafting a quarterback. Maybe he can pan out. Uh, Dalton, yep, they need a new guy because he's not that guy. He'll get you okay. to the playoffs, but he's not winning you games. Uh, Flacco, he got the big deal. In the, uh, yeah, he, got a, he got a ring. I don't know if I can say. Phillip Rivers, he's looking nice this year. So let's see if he can keep that up. Oakland needs a real quarterback. I like Terrell Pryor. I hope he does something. But, you know, this is a passing lead. Right. And... 
even though you can run, you can't pass. You mean, you're not RG3. So if you can't do that, then I don't see you being successful. Alex Smith. I think out of all of the quarterbacks that can't necessarily win your game, mm-hmm. if, if Alex Smith was with the Houston Texans, the Houston Texans can make it for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Wow. He yep. is Trent Dilfer. Yeah, because the game manager. Yep. Exactly. He is a prototypical game manager. So if you put enough talent around him, he will get you to the promised land. Uh, Denver, yeah, I ain't got to say nothing about that boy right there, boy. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Jets, I like Gino. You know, rookie year, I don't know if he can win you a game, you know, but I like what I see so far. So give me about another year, two years, and I'll let you know. Uh, New England, yeah, I don't have to say nothing there. I like Tannehill with Miami. Um, but, you know, second year, I like what I see. I don't like what I'm watching in this game right now, though. But uh, And then Buffalo with E.J. Manuel. I, the thing I like about him is his presence on the field. Like, like he looks like an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But, again, you know, it's his first year. I, I, I don't want to hold too much against him. But um, I, I think he has a promising career. So at the end of the day, if you don't have a quarterback, you ain't winning nothing. There it is. At the end of the day, my man FIFO, Nailed it. Every NFL quarterback that's out there, man, you, you, you can't be mad at that. And, and that's this. It is so true. It is so true. Um, so now we're going to move on to the segment that we all know and love. Uh, my man BZ, he hails from the great city of Detroit, where they say, what up, though? So, BZ, I got BZ, I got to ask, what up, though? What up, though? Uh, man, there's a couple of, couple of big, huge donuts on my what up though list today uh, of course I think the big the big elephant in the room what up though has to go to Joe Flacco five NITs five five <laughs> I mean five I mean we just got paid what 120 mil that's the contract yep, right yep. yeah 120 mil contract and you out there doing five NITs I mean I, mean, I understand you're going to have some bad games here or there but damn and then you lose on top of that so you know Five and out these, Joe Flacco, what up, though? Um, another what up, though, I think this dude is just not, not really the real deal. I never thought he was the real deal when he came in, and he's showing it with this squad. Um, Blaine Gabbard, uh, three and out these, yeah. only scored three points. I think I, Jacksonville is honestly the worst team in the NFL, I think. They, they, they've been getting beat by the most margin of points, though, every game so far this season. I mean, they just—they just not for real. And speaking of not for real, I, and I'm pissed because I drafted this dude. Uh, I think I put—I put, he's been on my way up the list. I think every week, uh, Mac Jones drew uh, 23 <laughs> yards. Yeah. And I think that's just a product of just the whack team that he's on. I mean, you know, he—they they really don't have no good offensive line. Um, nobody blocking for him, and yeah, he don't have a quarterback that's for real. So, you know, I can see why he only got 23 rushing yards in the game. You know, and I, and I got him. That's only two points, so I'm pissed. So what up though with Mac Jones Drew? I think I'm, I'm gonna bench his ass the rest of this damn year probably. Um, also, what up though? Go to uh, Mike Vick didn't get the victory against the machine Peyton Manning, but also didn't put no touchdowns. He didn't throw anything. I mean, I'm, it's like what um, Vick? What up though? What the hell you doing, man? So another one. I call him. Uh, I call him uh, Mr. Breakable, but he's not been breakable this season. Darren McFadden. He only rushed 29 yards, so it's like wow. uh, McFadden. No, no, B. Hold on. I'm sorry, man. His ass what? got hurt. He got 5.8 yards. Yes, that's why he only had five carries. His little that's, brittle okay. ass. Because I was like, okay, so he is, so he is breakable, and I guess I'm going to stick with that name, breakable. So I, I guess I can probably skate okay, him off the what up, though, left in, you know. So, and also, another what up, though, where the hell is St. Louis rushing? Uh, total team rushing yards, 18 yards. 
I mean, like, I guess, I mean, with Steven Jackson that much of a factor for him, like, yeah, can't no other running back step up for him, Darren Richardson, I mean, well, what's up? Well, I mean, what up? what's up with the running with the running game for St. Louis? Yeah, yeah, too one-dimensional right now. Um, also, what up, though, in college? Um, Oklahoma State, ranked number 11 in the country, losing to an unranked West Virginia. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I wasn't expecting uh, Oklahoma State to lose to West Virginia. West Virginia, in my opinion, is not really – well, they might be known for football, so I always think of them as a basketball school, school all the time. But losing to an unranked team and you're the number 11 team in the country and doing what they did, uh, right, shouldn't happen. So what up, though, Oklahoma State? Also, what up, though, to uh, Hakeem Nix, another guy that's pretty high on fantasy draft and only got 3.6 points. Um that's another what up though. If you got him on your squad, thank God I don't got him on my squad. But what up though? Where you at? Um, another guy. Now this guy is on my squad, and I'm pissed. I picked him actually second overall. Uh, Doug Martin. Uh, what up though? He only gave me six point four fantasy points. Man, you don't want your number two. You don't want your Doug Martin running back for Tampa Bay. You don't want your uh, running back top number two pick giving you six point four point forty points uh, a week on a weekly basis. You got You got to crack fifteen, sixteen, seventeen points, buddy. Um, also, Steven Johnson for Buffalo Bills. One reception for negative one yards. <laughs> what up, though, with that? That's good. And, you know, normally Steven Johnson's a pretty he's a pretty good receiver, so it's not like he's, like, just a bum third, fourth string receiver, dude. He's, like, he's like the, the primary receiver on that squad, and, and you got one reception for negative one yards? Well, what that cornerback was doing to you? Um, also, another guy who's been pretty high on, in drafts, uh, Ray Rice. 17 rushing yards. Did he get injured or something? Because I was kind of surprised that he finished the game out with 17 rushing yards. I was like, Ray Rice, what's up? Also, AJ Green, you know, elite receiver. You only giving you only giving folks five 5.5 fantasy points, man. You you don't want to see 5.5 fantasy points from a a late first round, early second round draft pick out your out your squad. So whoever got AJ Green. Uh, I think Steve got him actually, so feel good for you this week. But you got the W, so I guess it don't matter. Um, also, uh-huh. Benson Jackson, another primary target out there in Tampa Bay, only two point ninety fantasy uh, fantasy points, and he didn't really do anything this week. I don't know if he's not getting targeted. I don't know if it's the quarterback, if it's the offense. I don't know what's going on. And last but not least, I got to give it what up though to my damn fantasy team in dead and dead hip hop league, full thirty, about to be zero and four. I don't know what the hell is going on. And you know what's the worst thing about it? Like, teams we catching, we catching them, like, kind of on a hot streak. And then I'll be noticing some of the teams that I lost to the following week, I score more than them the next week, but I still lose. So it's like 430. The 430 squad is catching a bad, bad break in fantasy this year, man. 0-4 start, that's not good. Hopefully the fantasy football guys are watching down and they can help me pull off about five or six straight, man, or something, because I don't know what's going on. But, Hey, it's your boy Beasy with another What Up Though uh, session. Don't get put up on my What Up Though list because I will call you out, including myself. I will call my own teams and players out as well. So, What Up Though. There it is, my man Beasy with What Up Though. You definitely don't want to be on his list when he calls you out. Uh, he called FIFO out last week, and FIFO's goals are 5-0 and this week. So, <laughs> you can turn it around if you get called out. <laughs> now we're going to roll over to my man Ken and his segment of Field Vision. Ken, what you got for Field Vision? Cow, Beasy, Beefo. <laughs> man, you know what, Cow? I, I, I had some words for the Falcons this weekend, but I, I, I'll do the honor and save that for you. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I got to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Because 
I have been high on this team. And every time they'll come out and they'll do something, I'll be like, you know what? I'm pretty damn good at, at what I do. I, I, you know, I can see this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden they'll come out and do some shit like they did against San Diego. You go up 21-10. Mm-hmm. Things are rolling. Murray is, is, is running his ass off. And, yeah, he still finishes the game with 14 carries. He had 70 yards on 14 carries. You won last week giving him the rock. It opened things up for Tony Romo. And you go ahead and you give up 20 straight to San Diego. Phillip Rivers balling his ass off, don't get me wrong. But you're right. supposed to be Super Bowl of bust. And you go out and do this. So now every time, it's like I don't know what to do with this team. And if Philadelphia, Washington, or even the Giants were just halfway decent, we have a shootout. But I'll go ahead and tell you this. I think this division, at, you know, by when it's all said and done, I think this will, they, all four teams will compete for this division. Because I just can't say that Dallas can just run away with it because they just don't want to run the ball. 14 carries for 70 yards. He up there just carving up. You give him the ball twice and he got a first down. But you trying to make Romo the star. Romo is proving he's not the star. Let the man (laughs) run the ball, man. So, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, man, you know what? This remember what I said earlier, it's all about coaching. You give if you give the right team the right coach, there they'll win. Belichick. Andy Reid. Jason Garrett has had talent, and he always fails to un- to not achieve with these guys. He's always underachieving. Give this man the goddamn ball, man, and let him do what he do. Um, I know we've talked about Matt Schaub, and I know we beat him up all weekend. But you know what? After you make a boneheaded play like that, I think you deserve <laughs> every damn thing you get. Because I argue with FIFO vehemently. About Matt Schaub. You know what, Matt Schaub just needs to go out there and do his Alex Smith thing. Yeah, you know, Andre Johnson, there, take that. You know what I'm saying? Um, whoever, Owen Daniels, you know, take that too. You know, here, here you go, Foster. Go ahead and give us about six or seven. You know what I'm saying? So, but Schaub dropped back and he, he, he tries to get cute. You know, he tries to get a little far on and do this stuff. And, and you just don't do that against Seattle. That's why game managers win games. And people want to talk mess about game managers, but one thing they do, they win games. And Matt Shop, it's okay to be a game manager to go to the Super Bowl and win. Because you know what? They may call you a game manager, but you know what else they got to call you? A Super Bowl champion, champion Trent Dilfer. Right. So, bruh, take that. Take that. As long as you got that ring on your finger, it's okay. But at the same time, and I think they finally decided, you know what? We, we, we will ride or die with Foster because they've been a little bit undecided. Foster Tate, Foster Tate. They gave Foster the rock. Foster was balling. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why you want to call a bootleg with Shaw? Why you want to call a bootleg with Shaw? You, he's proving you can't trust this guy. Give it to Foster. Your defense has shut down Seattle. Give it to Foster. If he doesn't make it, great. Give it to Foster or Tate. Who cares? Right. Don't give it to Shop. Don't give it to Shop. No. So you know what, people, <laughs> man. I, you know what, man. I, 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 I hate to say it, bro, but I, 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 I gotta say, man. You, you, you might be onto something, man. I still think the Texans are a little bit better than the record. 
record shows right now. They're they're only two and two. I think Chavez learned. I think he'll get it together. But that's all I got, man. It's just 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 I just don't understand these teams, man. I I really don't, man. And um and that's it, man. I you know I, Atlanta, you got off you got off this weekend. Oh, <laughs> you got off this week. Maybe. Man, let, let me let me pick up right there where you left off. You you were listening live to Dead End Sports. Once again, I am your host, 12 Kyle. Got my man FIFO, my man BZ, my man Ken. Listen to us every Tuesday night. We're, we're broadcasting live tonight at 9.30 on a Monday night, but we're here every Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. More importantly, tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air. Make sure that you check out the website, deadendsports.com. Make sure that you follow the show on Twitter at Dead End Sports, and if you miss any parts of the show, just go to blogtalkradio.com backslash 12Kyle and listen. Excuse me, I'm sorry, not 12Kyle. I'm giving out my show. <laughs> backslash <laughs> Dead End Sports. I knew I was going to do that. Backslash Dead End Sports and check out the show at your leisure. Um, you mentioned the Falcons. I'm a Falcons fan, man. Um, been here, you know, through the dog fighting days. Uh, through the bags on the head days, uh, and I have, you know, so I've seen, I've seen good times, I've seen bad times. Um, my, my, what I want to say about the Falcons, you remember uh, in that interlude on, the, I'm gonna take you to hip hop real quick, um, on the Biggie interlude on Biggie CD when the guy was talking to Biggie and threatening to kill Biggie, and Biggie said, "You soft, Duke, you soft." Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, man, the Falcons are soft, man. I mean, just, I mean, I mean, I'm talking Stay Puff Marshmallow Soft, and it all starts yeah. at the top, man. I mean, Mike Smith Soft. I mean, I don't know any other, and, and I like, I love Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy quietly called Mike Smith out in his post game, uh, uh, his post game breakdown on, on on last week, last night's telecast. You know, he did it in a nice way, but he he called him out. He said basically that, you know, you can't, it's fourth and two in the first quarter. You don't go for it. You know, you get the points. You get the guaranteed points. Get the three points. You're, you're down 7-6 at that point. It's the first quarter. You don't go for it on fourth and two. And the last thing you do is call a rollout. And, and don't get me wrong, the pass that was called was brilliant. But your $100 million quarterback throws it to the, to the marching band in the stands. <laughs> I mean, Matthew Edward Ryan. Don't call him no Maddie Ice. Now, I, I hate when people call him Maddie Ice. He ain't Ice. I mean, nah. he's not Ice. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, if you come on, back Kyle. and beat the Cleveland Browns or the the Buffalo Bills, no disrespect to Cleveland, no disrespect to Buffalo. But if, you, if, you, if that's who your comeback wins are against, and you know, and Ryan's got these twenty-something comeback victories. You know, maybe you got to kind of figure out why is he having to come back? He's coming having to come back because the defense is soft. Um. Okay, so that you know, the thing that I had the problem I have with is, like I said, Mike Smith soft. His coaching style is you, you, your teams are a reflection of their coach. You know, you can say what you want about Belichick. I call him Belichick, but he gets it done. His players get it done. Last night, the Falcons defense. Had the Patriots pinned uh, third and 19 on the 12 yard line. Um, you're not supposed to convert third and 19. Mm-mm. Never. Mm-mm. <laughs> now I don't care what le- what league of 
of football you're in. Um, and the guy who, the number 85, I mean, Tom Brady was throwing. Let me, let me tell you who Tom Brady's receivers are. Cooter Brown, <laughs> Bingo Long, and Lunch Meat Mumford. <laughs> and Julio from Sanford and Son. Those, those four guys are his, his receivers. Aaron Hernandez locked up. Wes Walker's playing with, with, with Manning. I mean, he, he, he's, not, he's throwing to nobodies. And they just, I, I, Falcons, man, y'all on the clock, man. That's all I'm going to say. You're on the clock. Now, granted, they've got a couple of games coming up. They've got Tampa twice. They've got the Panthers. They've got the Jets this week uh, on Monday Night Football. So the Falcons should run off the next five games. But you know what happens after those five games? You got uh, Seattle coming to town. Mm. Oh, and you got to go to Green Bay. Oh, mm. and you got Redskins who will probably be playing for their lives coming in. Oh, mm. then you got to go to San Francisco. Mm. So you know it's not at this. Bill Parcell said it best. He said after five games in the NFL, you are what your record says that you are. Nothing more. Nothing less. Mike Smith, Matthew Edward Ryan, I need y'all to get it together, man. Because y'all, y'all are killing me. You get these leads and, and, and Smith wants to sit. I, who sits on a 14-point lead in the first half? You got a whole bunch of football left to play. And that flurry mm-hmm. that they had at the end of the game, man, I mean, it, it didn't. It, it, I, I didn't think that we were going to win the game at all. So, Falcons on the clock, man. They better get it together because I'm telling you, when I go to that, I'm coming to that Seattle game. And I'm bringing tomatoes, man. I know I'm really not supposed to bring food in there. I'm bringing tomatoes and oranges, B. I'm telling you. And I'm not sitting far behind the Falcons bench. I promise you I'll throw one at Mike Smith. I promise you. I might get arrested. I got a couple dollars for Bill. And plus, I know my, my boys on here, y'all, y'all got my back. Y'all, y'all look at the picket signs going to get me out of jail. I'm, I'm not I'm broadcasting that all over Twitter. Thanks, thank you. Man, thank you thank already you. know. I'm going to have the free 12-cow t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, bringing, I'm, I'm bringing oranges. I'm bringing apples. I'm bringing, I'm bringing every food item I can think of I can sneak in my backpack. And I'm throwing them, man, if, if you if you play like that against Seattle. That's the game that I'm going to. I'm going to that game. I'm going to Redskins game. I, but I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> People, you you had something to say about the Matty Ice comment? Yeah, man. Um, here's the thing. I, I I really look. I'm with Kyle. You know, he has to come back. It's not his fault. So I believe in the in the nickname. I, I just and I said I've been saying this since last year. I don't believe in the Falcons, and Ken can attest to that as well. I said, look, man. I, I think that they have their quarterback. They have their offense. They can put up points. But can you stop people? Can you, can stop, you stop, people? stop Russell? Can you stop Kaepernick? Can you stop anybody in the NFC that is an elite team? Can you stop them? And you know what? You don't even have to stop them. Can you slow them down enough where they can't score more than you can? Exactly. Can you do that? It, you know, it, it's, it's just like, I mean, you guys, we, we all love basketball. You know, you in the NBA, you don't, you're not going to stop great players. But can you get enough defensive stops? At, at key points in the game that can get you over the hump, you know that, that's the thing. You know, and, and it's the same applies for the NFL. Now, I don't expect you to not. I, I expect Drew Brees to throw for 300 yards against you. I expect Brady to throw for 300 yards because that's what they do. 
But at the end of the day, like my man FIFO says, can you stop somebody? So it's going to be interesting to see what the Falcons do. They, they are on the clock. In my opinion, they're on the clock right now. They're on the clock right now. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Like I said, I got my man FIFO, my man Beezy, and my man Ken on the line with me. And we ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. Um, another question I have for you guys. Uh, you got, and, and Ken touched on it a little earlier, the game between uh, Minnesota and Pittsburgh. That game was played in England. Um, it's something that NFL has done, I think, going back uh, a little more than 10 years now. Um, I'll start with you, Ken. Are you guys in favor with the NFL? Because ultimately, NFL, they want to expand the game. There's been some talk about maybe getting a team over there. Are you in favor of the NFL even going over there to play each year? Part of my, my, my slight ignorance here, but I, I just don't fly. So I don't know the answer to this question off the top of my head. How long of a flight is it to 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 England? Um, from for for us from here from Atlanta, it would be I want to say about six hours. Okay, but we're East Coast, so you know um, it'd be a whole lot longer for us. You know the team, and I don't think they've scheduled any West Coast teams to go out to, to go out there and play when they have. But it's you know for for an East Coast team like us, it, it'd be about six 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 and a half hours. Who would want to play for a London-based team if you are an American? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm just thinking <laughs> that, you know, we are here in America, and, and there is a lot of things to love overseas in London from the things that I've heard. I've never been. But, you know, I, I hear that, you know, it's, it's pretty nice over there. I know the music is great. I've listened to a lot of the stuff that they have over there. I think it's pretty dope. Um, but football, I don't know if it's necessarily um, one of those things that should be played out abroad. I think that, um, yeah, I agree. you know, it, it's, it's, I don't want to say American sport, but it kind of is. It is. You know what I'm it saying? It is, man. It is. It's, 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 it's American sports. It is. Yeah, so, you know, I think sometimes you might can be just a little bit too greedy. You know what I'm saying, and 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 I don't, you know, and I understand that you want to grow, you want to scale your business, but I think you have to look at how this would impact the your current fan base that's you know that's watching and enjoying the things you're doing. Will we like right. to watch, you know, people overseas play play football? So uh, no, I don't I don't think this is the move right now. I don't I I just don't see how they can make it work. Right, and you know, London they they. I ain't only particularly London, but just like overseas countries, they they laugh at the fact that we call pigskin football, and you know you think right. of football over here is soccer. You know what I'm saying? So for like for for us to call it football over here, they already don't take it seriously as well. It's not you know it's just not it's American sport, man. It, I don't think it has the, the international buzz like like a basketball do. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, yeah. It's, you know it's, why? It, it, it's an American sport, and and it really epitomizes what Americans are. We're brute, we use strength, but we also have a mind. You know, we also have, we're, we're, we're smart. We can dissect stuff, but at the end of the day, it's short-lived, just like mm-hmm. NFL careers. And even though I understand trying to expand your, your, your brand and your product for the world to see, the problem is, is that the average NFL career is only two, three to five years long. Why right. would a kid growing up in Europe want to play this 
sports. And then, do we even have scouts out there? Like, like, like it's not like basketball where you don't have to be big, strong, and fast. In football, unless you're a kicker or a quarterback, you got to be big, strong, and fast to really compete. You know, there's some exceptions, but in basketball, you don't have to be the most athletic guy to dominate. Look at Ricky Rubio. Look at Paul Gasol. Right. You know, look, look, look at J.J. Barea. You don't have to be physically dominant to play basketball at a high level, but you have to be physically dominant in football to to to, to be considered one of the better players. So right. I, I, just, I just I don't understand the logic because we're we're not really going to all of a sudden see a boom in European uh, professional football players. So I just make it more accessible on the internet for them. If they really want to watch it, let them watch it on TV or whatever. Because this bringing the game out there is not really doing anything. Definitely. I, I, I'm not really – I mean, I, I think even the talk about putting a team over there uh, logistically, I don't think most NFL players would want to do that because, yeah, you – you you have an advantage when they come to you, but then you it's also a disadvantage when you gotta you know if your body the the jet lag and the time difference and everything like that, it's it's, it's hard to pull off logistically. And I'm like FIFA, it's it sounds good in theory, you know. Um, other sports like the NBA in particular, you know, excel very well outside of this country. Uh, and, and I mean the NFL is very popular, but. You know, it's one thing to be able to play games on your own turf and then have them broadcast for the world. It's something else for them, for you to, you know, go to another country and, and try to play a game. Like I said, logistically, sometimes it's just, it's an issue. And it's I don't know that it's not something that most players or any team would kind of, you know, conform to. Uh, right now you're listening to Dead End Sports. Once again, I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Uh, as we come to you live each and every Tuesday night. Tonight we're broadcasting live on a Monday night. Um, you guys got a couple of big things going on um, outside of, um, of course, you got we got we know you all from you know from Dead and Hip Hop, but you know of course you guys know sports as well as many people are realizing. Um, but uh, and I guess I'll start with with you, FIFO. Tell tell everybody what you guys got coming up uh, this weekend. Oh man, you know it, this, this is kind of like. The, the incarnation of that in hip hop. It was if it wasn't for A three C, we kind of wouldn't even have our start. So A three C is back in the A. We covering mm-hmm. it once again. Um, you know, every year our level of involvement, you know, steps up a little bit. So you know, we're actually hosting uh, a, a show this 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 upcoming Friday, and um, I'll let B, you know, let 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 everybody know who who's going to be performing on our stage. Oh man, we going we have uh J Live, an ATL artist. We have um Boog Brown. We have a uh, Plato, we have a uh, Copyright. We got a uh, AG the Corner. We got a uh, Eddie B and Harry Fraud. And am I missing someone? Uh, we got DJ Ross Sirius. Um is kicking it off on, on the ones and twos. And headlining we have Rock Marciano. So okay. that's going to be the showcase we are head, are hosting and we all gonna be there. I hope everybody come out to check out, check us out, support us. You know, come chop it up with us. We are gonna be on stage. We are gonna be bringing out the artists and everything. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. I mean, we we also covering that, you know, the event as well. Also, look out for the um, ATL True School session, which is starts kicks off the A3C um, this Wednesday. Um, 
I think it's up there at the sound table as well, the same venue that we have in our uh, showcase Wednesday at 6 p.m. So be sure to check that out. A lot of dope up in, you know, dope um, ATL um, indie artists from the late 90s, early 2000s that's going to be performing this. So looking forward to that one. But overall, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, chopping it up with some of the artists, some of the, you know, some some of the producers and, and MCs that I'm a huge fan of that I'm going to probably bump into. And it's going to be cooler when people will be out there and people going to recognize it. Like, oh, shit, that hip-hop. So <laughs> if you ain't doing anything this weekend, you know, Wednesday through Sunday, come out to the A3C Festival. It's going to be like... And East Atlanta, Little Five Points, and somewhere else. It's kind of spread it out, though. But right. you're not doing nothing. Come out, come out and enjoy some hip-hop, man. Enjoy some good performances. You know, you got Ghostface, Mike Wonder, um, Too Short, uh, Tali Kweli, Meek Mill, um, um, just to name a few. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, uh, Rhapsody. Uh, who else I'm forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. Um, I'm, oh, is DJ Premier going to be there? Um, Quest Love going to be there? Uh Oh man, list list just goes on and on, man. A whole bunch of dope dope artists is coming out, so looking forward to it. Kim, uh, do you have any information as to where people can? Uh, is there a cost or, or where where they can? You know, where you guys are going to be set up, or uh, if if the, if you guys be recording, maybe they can get on TV and say hi, mom, or something. <laughs> is, is everybody? And, and another question too, because we do this show. Um, and it's just the three of you guys, but will uh, Mike C-Town and, and, and Modest Media be there as well? Yeah, everybody will be there, including okay. Sophie. Rock will be in the building oh, yeah, also. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to be in there in, in there deep, man. Um, yeah, the 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 show is actually at uh, uh, what, Space 2. Uh, I want to make yeah. sure I get that right. Um, yeah, so and it's from 10 to 2. So and it's on October fourth. So um and and you know it's just um it, it's gonna be really dope and I'm really looking forward to uh you know to to the showcase man. So yeah yeah make sure you guys come through man and 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 catch hip hop man. There's, there's some dope acts performing man and and you know we we wouldn't have it any other way. So you could definitely trust us with that. So Man by Dog Records. Um and and dead, hosted by Dead Hip Hop October fourth ten to two at, at Space Two. Okay, that's what's up, and, and all of that's going down right here in Atlanta. Uh, for those of you listening, um, I am going to try my damnedest to get down that we I, I I will be participating in a lot of the events with the uh, Atlanta Football Classic. Uh, as you know, my alma mater will be playing against uh, South Carolina State. Will be playing against uh, North Carolina A and T here on Saturday. Uh, so we got a lot of events going on with the school and alumni chapter. Uh, Given the fact that I play football there, uh, we have a meet and greet with a lot of our older former players. Uh, Get a chance. I think we're meeting at the Hyatt. Um, I I don't have all the information about it. I'll I'll be tweeting out that information. So if anybody's interested or former uh, athletes at uh, South Carolina State, make sure that you check that out as well. Um, Nothing like old football players getting around talking trash about what they used to do. Most of us, you know, (laughs) most of them out of shape and looking bad anyway. So (laughs) the stories stories get crazy and crazy each year. But, um, I will, you know, because I'm going to be in the city and be moving around, I'm definitely going to try to get down and check you guys out, uh, if for nothing else, just to say what's up and, 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 and just to come through, man, because it's, uh, it's definitely a good event that you guys have going on, and I think um, it's going to be a great turn. The, the weather's supposed to be pretty. I think weather's supposed to hold up pretty yeah. good this weekend. Yeah, supposed to hold up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Everybody. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, now we got a few more minutes before we close out the show, so uh, let's go on to our – uh, closing statements. Uh, FIFA, I'll start with you. What's your closing statement? Parting shot. Um, 
Man, look, man, you know, I grew up in the 305. I rep Miami all day. But, yo, what the Dolphins just did tonight, man, I kept, man, what the hell going on here, though? Because, like, they was in it for a minute, then it just got ugly. Thanks for real deal. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, You know, um, look, man, I'm just kind of sad right now. You know, I'm glad we normally do this show on Tuesdays because this game right here got my emotions all messed up, man. And we like 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 it was like a like a seven point game and they said 25 points and it's still the third quarter, man. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, man, Drew Brees, man. I'm, I'm just hurt, man. I ain't got nothing else to say, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what about you, Beasy? Where's your party shot, man? Uh, you know, uh. Uh, Detroit Tigers, you know, we start our, our okay. playoff hunt, you know, for the uh, World Series, you know, hopefully we can get back to that promised land and, and take it this damn time. Uh, we start in our uh, eight, the AL, AL, ALDS game against the uh, Oakland A's, so, you know, just looking for the Tigers to go ahead and, and make this push. I, I, what I'm wishing for is for them to play against the Braves in the uh, World Series. That would be dope, because I would definitely come to my games with my Detroit Fitted representing and everything, you know, so right. I'm, that's my that's my dream World Series. I'm hoping that it'll happen right now, is the Braves and, and, and the Tigers. And the Braves are looking good this season, so, so have the Tigers. So hopefully that, that matchup can possibly happen, and I would like to see that, and I will be at every game that Detroit comes here, like every game representing every time. So, you know, I'm wishing my Tigers a good win. I'm wishing my Lions a, a good win this weekend. We're playing the, the one and two Green Bay coming off the of bye week at Green Bay. I cannot remember the last time we actually beat Green Bay at Green Bay. It's been like years, years. So, probably if we can get this victory. Probably, 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 <laughs> yeah, probably before the end. It's been a while since we beat them at, at Green Bay. We beat them at our house, but mm-hmm. it's been a long time since we beat them at Green Bay. So, hopefully... You know, we can get that win, go a 4-1, and then that's, we're taking our Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, and Green Bay on our first go-around. That would be huge for in our division. So I'm wishing my hometown to get it get it, get it, it cracking and get, bring on the Ws. And, uh, and I just hope I do good at fantasy this week. I, and, and I hope my <laughs> own my, my own, my own 4 team, I just want to get you it. You said it last week, B. Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, look, guys, they gotta be listening to my prayers, man. They got, they have to listen to my prayers. So, you know, Tigers and Lions, man, go Tigers and Lions. Oh yeah, and also one more. Um, so glad Go the NBA Finals is going back to the two-two-one-one-one format. Yeah, you know, yeah. that that two-three-two format was not it. So I'm glad that the NBA is going back to that format in the finals. I mean, the NBA Finals is going to the regular format of two-two-one-one-one. So that's that's my last part shot. What about you, Ken? Where's your party shots, man? Uh, People may not have anything else to say, but I sure do, because I told your ass the Miami Dolphins were not for real. You know, and I knew they were going to go up against some competition and get their ass mopped up. Just like I told your ass the Saints deserve some respect. Were you watching the game, though? You you know what I am watching, people? I'm looking at ESPN.com, and I see the score says 35 to 10. Oh my you know, because the Miami Dolphins barely won against the Falcons, and the other two wins don't count, even though they count in the record books. I know that may not sound like it make a lot of sense, <laughs> but just like I said that they, that the Chicago Bears didn't play in a real competition, same thing I said about the Dolphins, man. They they flaws, man. They flaws. Look, 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 if you watch the game, 
Drew Brees definitely opened this game up because Tannehill could not put points on the board. Yo, Miami's defense points on the board. If you don't believe in that, then I don't know what the hell you watching. But it, th- this is not all of Miami's fault. Tannehill did not have a good game. And what did I say at the end of the day, man? What, you what need a good point about the win, which is exactly my point. Like that, I don't. I, Tannehill's okay, but shit, he he's not all that yet. Three and zero. Oh, I, you know what I do? They about to be three and one because Drew Brees mm-hmm. killing three him. three and one, giving up thirty three and five. <laughs> so shit. Justin Graham is killing him, man. <laughs> Justin Graham and Drew Brees is killing him. People people gotta stop sleeping on Drew Brees, man. <laughs> like people all right, gotta but, stop yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, Cal. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> oh man, I, I got it. I gotta say, man. You know, it's funny, Bees. You you mentioned uh, the Braves. I did. Believe it or not, I did not know the Braves were in the playoffs until yesterday. I had no wow. idea. I, I, they've been Damn, I'm, I'm so far, and, and I'm you know right here in Atlanta, but I don't, I don't pay attention. I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. I don't pay attention to the Braves. So, um, and that being said, man, go bring you what you need me to my one of my party shots, man. <sighs> Number forty-two, man, the Sandman, Mariano Rivera. Oh Third, yeah. We salute you. We salute you, we salute you, we salute you. Like I said, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Uh, this guy epitomizes what being a Yankee is all about, uh, the time and effort and, and just his level of consistency. Um, and from what I've always heard about him, a much better man off the field than he is as, for as great as you think he is on the, on the baseball diamond, um, uh, an even better person, very humble, uh, uh, a man of his people, um, very strong roots in his community, uh, both in New York and then back in his homeland. Um, we're going to miss him, man. We, 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 we're definitely going to miss him. Uh, and, and I speak for the entire Yankee Nation when I say we salute you. We, you know, he, he's definitely, uh, you'll see him going into Cooperstown in a few years. Um, and the great part about it is I think, Mariano Rivera, Rivera, if he wanted to, probably could do it uh, another, you know, three or four more years if he wanted to. Um, so we salute you. Um, the other part in the shot, Falcons, get it together. Get it together. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing, man. I'm coming down when there with eggs. Mike Smith, hey, man, I will light you up, bro. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Um, and, and my last part in shot, I'm going to give you a number. Uh, the number is 160. Uh, that is the amount of points that my youngest son, Brandon's team, has scored through five games. Damn, 160 wow. points, and they have not given up a single point. So i got to shout out my son, Brandon, and six and under team, Central DeKalb, Jaguars. They are balling. Yeah, little B. They are balling. So i got to shout them out, man. Hopefully they will continue on. Um once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every week. Uh, we will be back next week on uh, we'll be back next week on Tuesday night, 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure that you check us out. Make sure that you follow the show at Dead End Sports on Twitter. Make sure that you check out the website DeadEndSports.com. That's it for this week. So without further ado, we're out of here. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.